All right, so today we have an awesome treat. We have two of the guys that are responsible for Live Free Academy. In case you don't know what that is, we'll, uh, we'll have a little, some links down below. But we have John Bush and Ryan Miniti. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be on. Just for, I'm sure many, many of you guys, uh, many of the guys listening know what uh, Live, the Live Free Now podcast is and the Live Free Academy. But for those that don't, do you guys want to tell us a little bit about your journey and how you, you all met and started this project? Marn, you share first. Um, yeah, so I, I was working for another company in Austin and they came out with a mask mandate, um, at the beginning of 2022. And so when I got back from new year's day and like celebrating all of that stuff on the second or third, when we got back to work, they handed me a mask and said, all right, everybody has to wear a mask. And I said, no, like shove it. And so I went out and I ran my route. And then when I got back, they're like, well, you can't come inside the building if you're not going to wear a mask. And I'm like, all right, then I'll just, I'll do my cash out tomorrow morning at 4.30 in the morning before anybody gets here. And um, eventually they just put me on unpaid suspension for like a month. And I think they were trying to, to dry me out you know, just sit at home, not have any money coming in. And eventually like, I'll just buckle and come back because I was a prize employee. I, I took over one of the worst routes and made them one of the best routes. And so after that, um, I was just looking for another job. They ended up taking the mask mandate away a month after they had instituted it. So I went back to work for a little while, but I was looking for something else and I went to Float Fest, which is like a freedom libertarian kind of festival thing. And that's where I met John for the third time. He thinks it's the first. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually the third. Uh, John meets a lot of people. But anyway, I told him, I'm like, hey, man, this is my situation. I saw that you have a job listing it for at the time it was packaging Kratom. And I was like, I'll package the Kratom. Um, I don't care. I just I want to work for a freedom minded company. I don't want to be put in another position like this ever again. And so we dialogued from there, had an interview where, and John's like a big Elon guy. So um, he has a, he has a poster of Elon in his office. And as soon as I walk in, I'm like, Oh, you're a musk cuck. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what? So uh, got off. It almost to, cost him the job. Yeah. It almost cost me everything. Good thing he's a smooth talker. Right. Right. I love that so musk cuck. I, yeah, Muskuk. <laughs> so I ended up closing him on on hiring me, and then uh, I just kept on building and building. We do some sales training over here, so I built up my sales repertoire, and uh, now I'm the vice president of sales for Live Free Academy, and uh, I, I couldn't be happier. This has really been a dream come true, and uh, you know, just working for people who have those values and those standards and aren't willing to compromise on their beliefs. Love yeah. that. Yeah, and at Live Free Academy, we help people create greater freedom, prosperity, and community. We focus a lot on Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, alternative currencies. We help people to accelerate their plans of exiting the cities and moving out to the country, homesteading, becoming more self-reliant, connecting with local food producers. But there's a really big emphasis on building community, whether it's people buying land cooperatively uh, or people connecting with their neighbors and really forming tight bonds and getting one another's back. And then a lot of what we do has to do with 
uh, finding success in one's life, whether it's financial success, having healthy relationships, and there's a big emphasis on entrepreneurship. So those are three key areas, you know, cryptocurrency, decentralized technology, exiting the cities, building community, homesteading, and success in entrepreneurship that in my life have really helped me to create a whole lot of freedom and and really enjoy life a whole lot. And, and Ryan plays a big role here. I will say though, he left his other job because they tried to force him to wear a mask. And we had a policy oh, when yeah. you're packaging Kratom, you have to wear a mask, not because of COVID or anything. So we butted heads a little bit over that. But anyway, he does good work here. And the first week him. was definitely rocky between the- <laughs> well, Only the first week though. Yeah. Everything else has been totally <laughs> But, like, that's must comment, and then like the whole mask <laughs> thing john's like looking at me all serious like so what are we gonna do i'm like i don't know like i got fired from my last job for not wearing a mask like try it try again with this one i'll just keep moving on <laughs> but uh we compromised with the face shield but that only lasted a little while <laughs> yeah Dude, I'm not, I'm um, a, mask guy. a couple of weeks ago i went to get my uh, mercury amalgams taken out so oh, nice the the clinic i was in both of the, so the doctor the dentist and her assistant both of them double masked oh, and man. wore oh. visors so i'm oh. like uh, i said to them no no this is because when you're extracting mercury you want to protect yourself there was a big tube sucking the air out uh, and they they had uh, masked me i had goggles on and everything you have to be very wow. careful so i said to them this is the only time ever in the last three years that i have approved of double masking <laughs> and wearing a visor right right <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh! Um, but let, let, let's go back, uh, John. I want uh, my listeners to hear your story in case they haven't. So, um, I, you actually last year, um, I have to really, I, I owe you a debt of gratitude, bro. And I promise to pay it forward because I don't think I can pay it back to you. But um, you last year, I believe you were one of the few people that really pulled me out of what definitely was some type of quote unquote depression existential crisis whatever so i was listening to your podcast a lot um for you know weeks on end and it basically got me out of the doom and gloom you know the apocalypse is coming to um you know i have a lot of power personal power and i'm gonna focus on solutions so and i've been focusing on solutions since then and uh you know i want to thank you for that first of all this is why it's such a great honor to have both of you guys on and because you're building this amazing thing it's a truly a business that we can all, all of us in the alternative media <clears throat> can look at and try to emulate parts, aspects of it, right? So anyway, for the listeners, uh, tell us how you got into it because you've been, you've been doing this for quite a while now. Yeah, sure. So uh, about 20 years ago, I guess over 20 years ago now, I caught a documentary on cable access in Austin called 9-11 Road to Tyranny by old Alex Jones. <laughs> I was a big eye opener. I was a bit of a rebel in high school and got in a lot of trouble. And we actually started a group called the Student Anarchist Front to protest against their new tardy table detention policy. I didn't really know what anarchism was, but I thought it was cool. Anyway, um, learned a lot about the whole conspiratorial view of history. Went down a rabbit hole after catching that documentary. Annoyed the heck out of my parents and my high school friends and uh, really just tried to wake people up. Started protesting against the wars uh, in the Middle East, learned about the American Civil Liberties Union, had a reverence for the U.S. Constitution, learned about it in college. We actually started an ACLU chapter at Texas State University. 
Uh, they do some good work, but they're also, you know, pretty, pretty far left when it comes to their politics. But I learned about Ron Paul in 2007, and I had already started just barely hearing about libertarianism, this idea, this radical idea that we own our bodies and we should have control over our lives and our money and our property. Uh, and the Ron Paul campaign was a big catalyst for my growth as an activist. So just hearing the old guy talk about ending the wars and free markets and ending the Fed uh, was really provocative for me. So we did a lot of activism, started uh, shortly after that, we started a political action committee called Texans for Accountable Government and did politics, pushing against, pushing back against the police state and the surveillance state. And we actually had a lot of victories. Our little crew here in Central Texas, we helped to stop police officers from being trained to do blood withdrawals. We helped to enact a privacy policy for these fusion centers, the Department of Homeland Security, information oh. gathering, intelligence sharing mm -hmm. systems that interconnect local, state, and federal law enforcement. You know, but at the end of the day, even though we had what seemed as victories, they were actually empty victories because we weren't actually creating greater freedom for ourselves. We were simply slowing the growth of tyranny. And that wasn't satisfactory. I was convinced at this time that, you know, freedom is the answer. What's the question? Freedom's always the answer, no matter what the question is. And so we started to explore the creation of alternative institutions. Even before I learned about Bitcoin in 2012, uh, we were encouraging local farmers market vendors to trade in alternative currencies, for example. Uh, we were growing our own food. We had a bunch of Hugel culture garden beds and raised bed gardens and like 120 chickens at one point. It was my ex-wife and I. We had two kids home births at our, at our homestead. Um, and around this time, you know, life was great, but uh, there was a lot of struggles. We lost the homestead we were on. We moved into an apartment and there was a whole lot of conflict and tension between the ex-wife and I. And that's actually, and I was, you know, angry and short and tense. And that's actually something that served as a, as a catapult, as a momentum builder for me to dive really deep into self-development. So started with Tony Robbins and then uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Hab Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, really just leaned into how can I be the best person I could be to show up stronger for my kids. Also, during this time, we were living in some pretty serious poverty. Uh, we got kicked out of our apartment for being behind on rent. Uh, the electricity was constantly getting turned off. The kids never starved or went hungry, but you know they sure got tired of ramen and macaroni and cheese and canned food. Uh, so I started leaning into entrepreneurship and learning and learning and learning and learned about Grant Cardone, this whole 10X idea. And uh, thankfully, I found an incredible woman who really has been so kind to me and my kids, my wife, Rebecca, and just having less negativity in my life. And then all of a sudden, having, having somebody that really cared for me deeply and helped to lift me up made a, made a big difference. So that's really how I've been leaning into now this whole idea of self-empowerment, stepping out of victimhood, taking responsibility for our circumstances, and really trying to be the best people that we can be, not just for ourselves and our own lives, but for our family and uh, for future generations to come. Because there's a lot of ugly stuff going on in the world. And I really appreciate you sharing that feedback because I, you know, we work really hard here and sometimes we exhaust ourselves and it can be stressful. But hearing that uh, the message that we're putting out has a positive impact on people makes a world of difference. I strongly believe that if more people realize that and if we stop bitching and start building, like Rebecca says, if we step out of this reactionary paradigm and start building the world that we want to see, uh, I think that we can actually create it. Maybe if it's not in our lifetime, at least in our kiddos lifetime, but the momentum's on our side. And, and I appreciate that feedback that you shared with me. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I think it's 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 so so well put. Instead of bitching and moaning, we have to just build the world we want to see rather than break down. I love the way you put it, slowing the growth of tyranny. Do we wanna do we wanna play that game or do we just wanna create the reality we want for our, ourselves and our kids? And I love the we also did a home birth and you know there's, there's so many things we align on, you know what I mean? Um but uh you know like did you ever expect when you were kind of getting out of that rut you were in, we kind of near the end of your previous relationship, did you ever expect to ever build something this incredible? I uh, I always knew that it was going to happen. One of the things I learned from Tony Robbins was certainty. So you just become so absolutely certain in the life that you want that it makes it impossible for it to not happen, right? But still, there was all this doubt and negative self-talk. And I had somebody in my life where there's a whole lot of friction, tension, and stress. And it was the presence of that that really made it harder for me to you know, take charge and, and really start taking control of my life. But I always knew, and I would say it back in the day, you know, we're going to be wealthy someday. And, but it was like empty because there we are in the poorhouse. We literally moved into a converted school bus that was like in bad shape and lived in there with two kids as we remodeled and tried to upgrade it. So it seemed like some far off distant thing that may be impossible, but I always knew in my heart of hearts that this was, was going to be the reality. You know, sometimes in all honesty, though, we're not anywhere near living up to our potential with what we're doing here, with what Rebecca and I are doing with our land development project, with what Ryan and I are doing to grow this company. Um, we do impress ourselves sometimes and we're like, wow, look at all that we've accomplished, but we're no, we're not satisfied with that at all because I think we have bigger and better things to do. But the certainty thing, when you can just really tap into that space, like this is going to be my future. You focus on it. You write about it. You dream about it. You do vision board type stuff and you just really help to manifest it. And it's not some hairy fairy thing. Like all we got to do is think about it. It's going to become reality by no mistake. You know, there should be no confusion about how much work it takes to really craft the life of your dreams. But, um, to answer your question, I, you know, I always had an inkling that we would do big things and I think we're just barely getting started here. Awesome. So what's the plans for the future now for the near and the coming future? What do we got going on right Um, well, we actually have been doing a lot of work or Rebecca has for, uh, exit and build property solutions. It's what John just mentioned, our land development company. So the, the goal is to do a hundred plus acres and develop it into eco village slash intentional community slash just like, you know, a bunch of Liberty people living by one another. So that's, that's the large scale, uh, yeah, here in central Texas, so um, that's what we're planning on doing. And, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, at least, you know, they want, you know, their own kind of like private thing. So we're going to make it like two, three acre lots where, you know, people feel like they have their privacy and it's not some like interconnected living communist like kind of situation because I know Shit. a lot of people like <laughs> worry about that. You know, it's like, oh, it's a community. I'm not looking for a commune like no, we're not trying to do a commune. It's going to be like a liberty thing. Everybody's doing their own thing, but we all collaborate on things, you know, Agora style. So uh, definitely doing a lot of work for that at the moment. We also have this health summit coming up um, in November, November 1st through the 5th. And we're going to have some of the top speakers in the health space talking about uh, detoxing, immunity, uh, longevity, health, 
fitness, just a, a bunch of different things, diet, nutrition, cover, cover all of the areas, um, something that I'm personally really excited about. I've been involved in the health space. That's basically like what woke me up in the beginning was realizing like the food pyramid. Like I started listening to like Ben Greenfield and Chris Kresser and like some of these guys and they're talking about like, oh, the food pyramid, like actually ever since we instituted that in like the 70s, uh, American obesity rates have skyrocketed. And you're just yeah. like, wait, what? And like, the government's putting that out? Well, why is the yeah. government hmm. putting out information that is actually making us fatter and sicker? And then you start going down that rabbit hole. It's like, wait, what's the Flexner report? And then you just, you know, you keep snowballing and there's like vaccines and it keeps going like further and further and, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to be, you know, put, have such a helping hand in putting together this health and fitness summit. Um, just so, you know, anybody that isn't as abreast of all of the information and stuff as, as I am, I get to put a lot of the experts that I listen to in front of these kinds of people and they get to learn some of the stuff that I've learned. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, like there's so many, you guys are doing so many things that how many people are working in the company right now? 15 or so. Contractors, mostly, um, but here in the office, because, you know, John always throws around like, oh, you know, we usually have like 15 to 17, but it's like mostly contractors doing part-time work. Here at the office, like making everything happen, it's me, John, and Becca, like doing the majority of the work. And then we have some um, different people that come in here and there to do some packaging for uh, Brave and and other small things. But the only full timers that are here, you know, day in, day out, 40 plus hours a week is me, John and Becca. So That's a lot amazing. of people are just like, oh, you're such a huge company. And like, you probably have all of these resources. It's like, not really. We It's three people trying to make like all of these things happen. We do an exit and build land summit. We have like 450 people there and it, it takes so much planning and coordination and getting sponsors and speakers and working out all the logistics to fly the speakers down and get their hotel rooms um that people see all of the the huge successful event but then they don't see the three people toiling away from like eight in the morning till nine at night trying to make it happen yeah dude i, I i'm surprised i'm surprised you guys look this freaking fresh and not stressed is it the kratom or the cbd or what <laughs> the kratom definitely helps a lot yeah it's, uh, that's another company that we have mybravebotanicals.com uh kratom's a member of the coffee family it helps people with stress anxiety focus other types help with pain and relaxation help with sleep something that's near and dear to me i've been taking it for several years and it just really helps take the edge off but i think we're just so passionate about the mission so we're blessed to you know earn a living and earn a decent living helping people to be more free and talking to freedom people all day and sitting down doing interviews with cool people like this and and helping people break through of their overcoming beliefs and and uh, just having a positive impact so i think we're just motivated by kicking butt for the cause of freedom and and meeting a lot of really cool people doing it i think uh that's a total political answer i think it's what, this guy <laughs> i think it's all of the beef we oh my God. we eat an insane amount of red <laughs> meat here at the office we're always grilling steaks or making ground beef i eat like two pounds of red meat a day so i that's gonna raise your cholesterol you're gonna die of heart disease yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that was another thing that was another thing that i learned early on like Fugazi. the whole cholesterol myth 
I know that like it's at, at some point it, you do get like the diminishing returns, but like, oh, as long as you're not like slamming a ton of butter, like eating two sticks of butter a day by itself or something crazy like that. You, you might eat like two sticks of butter a day. <laughs> <laughs> you eat a lot of Kerrygold. But, uh, dude, Kerrygold, I, I have my freezer, half my freezer has just Kerrygold. Hell yeah, dude. It's the best butter. I don't yeah. know why it tastes yeah. so Butter's good. Butter's the best to cook with. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, um, what the hell was I gonna say? What were we just talking about? Sorry, guys, I've had something like, super so important. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, you you do know, right? That if you're gonna eat muscle meats, you need to balance it with organs. glycine. Uh, organs, yes, but also glycine. You know mm. that, right? Because muscle meats are quite high in methionine. So when we used to eat the whole animal, nose to tail, we were getting a lot of the collagenous tissues. So that would balance the methionine with the glycine. It has to do with um, buffering methyl groups in the body. But if you only eat muscle meat, it can actually create a pro-inflammatory environment. So you want to add with every steak, let's say eight ounce steak, you want to add three to four grams of either glycine or collagen or gelatin, about a teaspoon of gelatin. That's Dude, I do that with it. I eat a ton of meat as well, but I always make sure to add, or if it's, if it's ground beef, then um, usually you're going to get collagen in there. So it's a bit more balanced. Right. So I do uh, like the desiccated organ uh, capsules nice. from from Ancestral Nutrition. So I, I take about six of those a day. Nice. Um, I do have liver because John and I, we have a, a network of local ranchers that we buy our beef oh from. God. So we don't have to get the mRNA beef at the store. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, why are they putting mRNA in the in the cows? But um, so, yeah, we, we have For your a, safety, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're trying to keep us safe. Um, well, and they're <laughs> and also have you have you looked into that appeal stuff like the Bill Gates appeal um, coding that they're going to put on fruits and vegetables? No, though I, I haven't. But oh my I'm, god, yeah, look into that one. Um, uh, maybe you don't have to go down too many rabbit holes, but Bill Gates basically is coming down, coming up with this uh, this coating, this like wax kind of coating that they're going to put on vegetables and fruits to make them last longer. But it's filled with a bunch of toxins and BS that people are just going to consume. And it could be organic and still have it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh so Dude, um, cool. and not that we trust organic anyway right i mean organics but, basically like a bought lay marketing yeah just like natural all natural that's why that's why it's so awesome that you know people there ranchers that you can actually build relationships and ask them a lot you yeah. grill them what are you doing to these animals or to these vegetables that's yep i mean cole this bolton, is what, cole bolton yeah. from knc cattle in austin john pantalone from Amber Oaks Ranch, two great guys. Uh, Cole Bolton, actually, KNC Cattle, they have 2,000 head of cattle and they do shipping. Wow. They ship. Let me drop the URL yeah, kccattlecompany.com. K and C cattle. No, I'm looking at it right now. KCCattleCompany.com. That's, that's it. Is, no, that's not the right one. This isn't it? No, that's the wrong website. Wow. Kansas City. Ooh. Yeah, K and C cattle. Trust me. Um, K and C. Yep. Ryan, do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 27. Jesus, I knew it, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting old. Yeah, nice yeah. No, nice actually, uh, I, I used to drive for FedEx, and I would listen to podcasts for like 
eight to 12 hours a day. And so I just got a PhD. That's when I started listening yeah. to Ricky from the ripple effect. You were, mm. you were on his show and you've also yeah. been on uh, macro aggressions and tinfoil hat, like all staples of mine. He's a podcast when, guy. When I was driving. Love those guys. But I mean, I just had <laughs> so much stuff. I mean, I could listen to Chris Kresser. I could listen to Ben Greenfield. I could listen to all of these biohacking guys and just get like a PhD in nutrition and building muscle and all of this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, while I'm just driving around, but then I can also like delve into the conspiratorial angle um, when I want to dip my but, toe but in wait, that. Wait, so hold on, hold on. So you have a PhD, you know, the stuff, yeah. but you still can't get John to not be a, a, a muskuck. How the fuck? <laughs> he, uh, oh. wow, is this an intervention or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing about John is that, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a super rational guy and he can speak for himself, but he's like, Hey, you know, I recognize like maybe Musk is like this NWO kind of guy Puppet. and he's deceiving us all. Maybe. Or or Jesus. maybe he's, he's just so passionately driven by making humans a multiplanetary species, colonizing Mars so the light of human consciousness doesn't get dis- extinguished if there's some kind of global thermal nuclear war or some kind of asteroid hits the planet that he's willing to like machiavelli the ends justify the means he's willing to do business with the department of defense he's willing to launch satellites for darpa because in order he needs to be in good graces of of the united states government in order to fulfill his mission so i think that he's done a lot of great things i think he puts out a lot of great products but that all falls down when you talk about the firmament and how oh, we <laughs> and how we can't get oh, outside yeah. of the Earth, and nothing's coming in. So this me. whole asteroid going to Mars, Fugazi. So the whole thing's just BS. Damn straight. Oh, so Every so you Earth. so so how did the dinosaurs die then, Ryan? There were none. Yes, this like you might as well be. Just there were none. Dinosaurs. What about evolution? Do you think that there were dinosaurs, bro. What about what about evolution though? Didn't well, the so the fish, there's a lot didn't of the fish fuck a lizard that became a monkey? <laughs> then you you came here. That's exactly what happened, actually. How old do you think humans are? Is that a Fugazi? 6,000 years, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, 6,000 years. This is Ryan's PhD on display here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually have this book called Evolution 2.0. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I listened to him on a podcast. It was, really, it was a really compelling argument. So I definitely want to delve into the evolution thing. It's not... It's not your theory of knowledge is podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. But uh, I, a, I don't know. I, I don't think it's it's straight evolution, and I don't think it's straight creationism. So it's homosexual evolution? Homo- <laughs> Out of late breed. What's going on there? What are you talking about? You said you don't think it's straight evolution. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I, I get the gas. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, no, I... I actually, to be honest, like I, I also don't believe. I believe most. Of, you, you guys know that most of, if if fake news is has been so bad in the last few years that people know. Imagine how bad history is, right? Then oh, Napoleon yeah, right. himself Total said, "History is a set of lies agreed upon." So for sure, I, I honestly, <clears throat> am not discounting or I'm, my mind is open that the there was a you know a great mud flood or reset and uh there was a much more advanced civilization than us um t- quote unquote tartaria that had free wireless electricity maybe the pyramids were uh, either chemical factories or perhaps they were beaming free electricity and mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. uh the greeks and the the romans and the previous um advanced civilizations would always 
revere their ancestors as wiser than them, more advanced than them, more, you know, in all ways. And we are now kind of conditioned from an early age to have this uh, hubris that we are at the pinnacle mm, of civilization. Yeah. But we already covered the the food pyramid stuff. Like we are the in in the aggregate we the suck. sickest, the sickest. And 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 the IQs have been falling as well. And actually, an IQ the IQ is also a surrogate for um, thyroid function. So our metabolic rates, like our health, obviously is declining. Mm -hmm. But uh, the two are very closely health and health thyroid function metabolic rate is actually very tightly coupled with your in, uh, level of intelligence. So that's all declining. We're actually degenerating in the aggregate with a few amazing souls like yourselves. Uh, you know that are gonna carry the torch on in the next generation which is obviously why we're here talking about it yeah i think there's a lot to be said whenever there's common themes amongst different cultures and civilizations not only throughout time but all across the globe and if there wasn't the ability to communicate then many of these different people must have been experiencing similar phenomenon for sure it's all i think there's a lot of knowledge that's deliberately kept from people and one yeah. of the things that we can do is remain it, like the Buddha called it the beginner's mind. So that's how, like with Elon, I'm a big Elon fan, but I'm not such a fan that I'll deny the possibility that it's a total Fugazi and I'm getting played big time. Right. So you, and then it's like, okay, cause I'm always about what is this, what do we do with this information? Cause we can talk till we're blue in the face. We can speculate, we can theorize about the new world order and what their plans are. But ultimately, like, what are we going to do about it? And so that's really what's most important. And whether there's firmament, space or not, flat earth or not, whatever, what happened with our ancestors or, you know, pre-civilization or not, you know, there are yeah. there is knowledge to gain. But then it's like, let's apply those principles. Let's try to become the best versions of ourselves. Let's pass that on to the next generations. And uh, let's try to turn this tide around because it's like you said, people are getting dumber. They're getting less healthy, the how long people live is declining. And it's yep. absolutely nuts. And it doesn't have it's to huge. be that way. And I'm seeing more and more, there's going to be this shift, this split. Derek Bros called it the fracturing, where you have the mainstream society that's like all decked out, eating terrible food, taking Up all the shots. On boosters. Yeah. And then yeah. the kids are all like dumbed down, not thinking for themselves. And then you have free people that are eating well, reconnecting to the land, raising their kids in a positive, healthy way. And it's just going to split. And the whole thing with the boosters is like, why would they want the most docile, obedient citizens to be the ones to die? And then the sovereign people are all healthy and doing right. better. You know, it's kind of like I, that doesn't make sense to me. But who really knows at the end? Ultimately, what are we going to do about it? Absolutely. There's actually uh, yeah, like some of these things. It's worth it's worth raising the question because it's worth thinking about and reflecting in our own time because <clears throat> it will allow us to you you have to put yourself in the shoes of your quote-unquote enemy or oppressor or whatever um in order to to preempt their moves and pre uh mm -hmm. protect yourself right but sure. well, I, I i most certainly agree that you know although we make fun of elon for being you know like a puppet of the elite uh we, we don't know for sure that he is that sure and I think it's okay to be inspired by someone that you may not completely 100%, yeah. you know, say is on our side. You know, there's, 
sometimes you know you you can learn you can even learn from the the quote unquote illuminati or whatever you want to call them you can learn things from them uh even if that is how not to be in the world because you know if you don't see the if you don't see the negative aspect how are you going to recognize the positive aspect in yourself or or the world so i think there's everything in life comes here for a reason in our consciousness to teach us something for sure and i'm constantly fascinated with the new world order and like cuz i woke up after 911 and was like wow this was one hell of a sophisticated psychological operation that they were able to pull off this false flag attack and then get everybody so freaked out that they'll willingly accept war that they'll take their shoes off they'll go through the body scanner have pat downs all this stuff by the way this stuff still comes up with people doing the pat down stuff i figured out a nice little hack anyone can try it it's worked for me for 10 years now plus whenever you get selected to go to the body scanner i guess everybody does now that used to be like 50 50 kind of deal um, you just say, you know, I can't do the scanner. I have a shoulder injury and I can't raise my hands above my head. And instead of sending you to do a pat down, they actually send you to the metal detector and just swab your hands. Just quick pro tip. But nice. I'm always looking for little nuggets of, of, of wisdom from our enemies because man, they have really done well at advancing the ball. And one key thing is Everybody seems to be focused on the election of the day or how am I going to pay this month's rent and the bills and what are we and everybody's reacting, right? We got to stop the lockdowns. Uh, the CBDCs are coming, all this stuff. We, we react to the most pressing uh, mm. attack on our freedom in the moment and a whole movement and a bunch of people just get swayed into this reactionary paradigm. Let's push back. Let's fight. Let's try to get legislation passed. But I'm like, man, these New World Order clowns, they have a multi-generational plan. And you have some of these secret society groups. Maybe you trace them back to the Milner Group and the Cecil Rhodes, the Rhodes Scholarship, right? And they got the, the Roundtable Groups and the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, Bilderberg Group. And the most popular one nowadays that seems to be leading the charge is the World Economic Forum. And it's like they're looking at how can we transform over a long period of time. Uh, I was just listening to something. It was Dan Kennedy talking about companies in Japan are looking at how can we set up success for multiple generations. So, And that's the thing about yeah. legacy. You know, like what can I do to prepare my kids for success in the present moment so maybe they can take on the work and the work that we've started. But that's one thing I always learn from the New World Order. They're damn good at marketing, too, and getting people freaked out. Just went to church with my mom, and they're, they all go to Catholic church, right? And um, <laughs> my parents attempted to raise me Catholic, but I bucked the system and never did, like, the first communion stuff. But, like, you know, you go to a Catholic mass, it's the same damn mass. It's the same one from the last time I went to church with them. It's the same mass from when I was a kid. And everybody's standing up and sitting down and all regurgitating <laughs> in the same lines. And then they get all excited about drinking blood. the blood of Christ the and flesh. the flesh of their deity. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, like, dang, these guys have this, this group of people on lock. And it's like, what is it about it? Well, it all starts with a compelling story. The story of yeah. Jesus Christ, right? What, and I don't want to offend anybody or anything, whether he rose and was resurrected or maybe he was a total just badass healer and tapped into some next level stuff. Maybe he studied in the Eastern religions for a period of his life and reached mm. nirvana. Maybe he wasn't even a historical figure, right? 
I think the middle approach is most accurate. Like he was a guy that did some amazing things and people followed him. And then of course it gets all perverted. Like you're saying with history, Ryan thinks it's all a Fugazi, but either way, I was like, <laughs> it all starts with the compelling story and then bringing people together and having that connection because people love or hate the church. You can't discount the fact that people have community communion in the church. They're there for one another. Pray for my mm. sick loved one. Uh, we just lost our house to a fire. Let's do a fundraiser. That's really special. And I was also thinking to myself, there's all these atheists and people that just like crap all over church. But I think there's something special about having something bigger than yourself to believe in, whether it's a mission to create a free society, whether it's a mission to raise your family and leave a lasting generation and to contemplate like I want to set my grandchildren up and my great grandchildren up. What can I do now? A lot of people are just focused on their own little bubble, especially young folks these days getting all vain. But um, I don't know. That's the things I'm thinking about. And without a doubt, we should study even if they're, you know, Bill Gates, for example, that dude crushed, oh, yeah. made a ton of money and now has yeah. a huge impact on oh, yeah. the course of history. He's a total mm. a-hole, but there's stuff to learn from this guy. Mainly treat sure. your employees like shit. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, and 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 then he's gonna be in in the Wikipedia of the future. He's gonna be this, you know, close to getting becoming a saint or something for the work yeah. he did. Well, the, I was just talking about this with John earlier. My friends, like my blue pill normie friends, um, that I grew up with, they all still think that Bill Gates is like this philanthropist and you know like charlie robinson's joke on the philanthropy full on rapist. yeah full-on rapist, full on rapist. <laughs> so yeah. uh uh yeah i mean they, they think he's this huge philanthropist and that he's given these vaccines to africa which is like <laughs> if you're clued in it's like all right that's evil as fuck if you're woke on the yeah. vaccine thing but then um you know they just look at it like oh he's preventing all these diseases in africa and um, doing all of these things around the world to promote uh, well-being amongst humanity. Like he, he's already viewed as this like saint-like figure. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're living in the future where people will think that he's uh, a total saint. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. dude. But and I'm definitely... using his operating system right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, you know, uh, yourself, John, last, again, last year I was really – avidly listening to you and again through being inspired by you i definitely was thinking more and more about what legacy am i going to leave not just how am i going to educate my child and my children <clears throat> excuse me uh, hopefully more children than one in the future but um what what will i what world do i want to leave for my kids and i honestly i think the reason most people don't think about this it's because we are through fear and stress, uh, stuck in the lizard brain, quote unquote. We're kind mm -hmm. of stuck in this sort of survival mode because when you elevate, <clears throat> let's say I scared the bejesus out of you with some news of like this bug that's going to come crawl up your butt and kill you, uh, you are now in survival mode. That f uh, cortisol that gets raised systemically and, and chronically, it literally atrophies your brains. It literally cortisol's role is to break down muscle tissue, bone tissue, organs, and eventually even it, it will start deteriorating your brain to raise up glucose that can be created, basically substrates that the liver can create into glucose because you are you're getting signals that you are in a war, 
or a famine. That's what these stress hormones do to you chronically. And we di we didn't used to live like that. You know, f even 500 years ago, th even 300 years ago, we were living in a way where there's a stress and then it's gone. You you know, you have to sprint to, to get away from something and it's gone. Now we're constantly, we have these stress hormone, the stress hormone milieu is constantly elevated. And what does that do? That actually shuts off higher thought, creativity, higher intelligence, uh, all that good stuff, right? And th this is why many people cannot uh, think beyond this month's uh, paycheck or the bills or just surviving the lockdown. It's because this stress cascade is um, is, is destroying that possibility. You know? So, um, you know, th this is actually where I think interrupting that cascade chemically with supplements like even CBD or uh, I haven't used Kratom I'd love to try some. I'm not sure if I can get it in Europe. Uh, but even certain neurosteroids, even uh, certain steroids that you can get over the counter in the USA, like DHEA, um, pregnenolone, these can actually oppose cortisol and estrogen and the, these other hormones. So if you take these, you can actually create a profound stillness in your brain and suddenly access uh, this higher thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's uh, super insightful to understand the physiological functioning of the human body and how it relates to the world we live in and the culture and the society that we live in. And, you know, the enemies of liberty most definitely know how to play that, play that card. As you were sharing that, I was thinking back to, to my life before when I was in my previous relationship and it was just constant fighting and stress, a constant cortisol. And even yeah. though I, I believe I had a couple decent vehicles for building a good income and, and supporting my family, I was never able to tap into that space of just ease and productivity and like, I got this, believe in yourself, let's come up with some good, let's, let's do the work to make this work. Cause like, it was just constant anger, fear, resentment, conflict, and we most, Everybody most definitely experienced that with COVID. I remember when COVID first popped off, I had trouble sleeping and there were so many different news stories that were popping off and like just from the mainstream, but then trying to dig down the rabbit hole to see what's really going on. It was like just constant. And I was like addicted. You know, I, I use social media. I try to use social media, not be used by social media, but I still find myself scrolling on uh, Twitter most of all, speaking of Elon Musk, but um it, it was like I couldn't stop looking. And then that, that that cortisol and all that energy trying to go to sleep, I got terrible rest for months on end. Uh, but finally, I was able to snap out of it. And I think the big thing for people in our community, you know, a lot of people that are awake and aware, uh, you know, we, we tend to pride ourselves like we don't buy into the mainstream narrative. And we know that the news is fake. Yet so many people are still so consumed with the alternative media. And unlike programs like yours and the work we're doing at Live Free Academy, a lot of the alternative media is focused on fear and cortisol dropping too yep. and sensationalist. Yep. And people know when mm -hmm. the more sensationalist the headline, the more we <laughs> lean into the fear factor in the article, the more clicks we're going to get, the more shares we're going to get, the more eyes and impressions on the ad that we have next to the article. So one thing I try to tell people is like, what you think 
creates your reality. I strongly, firmly believe that. And there's like, you know, there's, it's a metaphysical, spiritual thing, but there's also some science behind it, the whole energetics of it all. But what you focus on, you know, that, what is it, where your attention goes, energy flows. So there's a lot of people in our community and our network that are like all their time is spent researching the new world order. And that's it. And watching documentaries on Rumble. And of course, it should come as no surprise that these people are freaked out and they feel disempowered. Contrast that with the community that we're building and people in the Freedom Cell Network and people that are taking control of their health and raising families, getting the kids together, growing their own food, getting their hands in the dirt, building things instead of just speculating and theorizing about what the next move is, they're like, I see what's yeah, going yeah. on, but I am going to take proactive steps to insulate myself from it. When you step into that space, you begin to feel empowered. You begin to feel more confident in your ability to steer your own life and you begin to experience greater freedom. And I always like to share with people in spite of perhaps some of the most sophisticated tyranny and technocracy we've ever experienced, now, of course, mind you, we got much greater freedom, quality of life, abundance than ever before. Don't forget, there wasn't very long ago where if you spoke out against the king, you had your head on a stake, right, for all yeah. the town square to see. And there's still some areas mm. in this world where that type of thing happens in some regards in mm. communist China, for example. So we should be grateful if we live in a Western country. It may, you know, Europe's got a lot of work to do, but here in the States, but still <laughs> Europe, you know, relative to yeah. other places, we should be grateful for that. But uh, yeah, I, I like to tell people like, let's step out of that paradigm. Let's be grateful for what we have. Let's go get our hands in the dirt. Let's experience the freedom, the beauty, the wonder, the harmony that this life has to offer. And let's stop all the cortisol drops by becoming productive. And when you step into that space, and I'm with you, there's a lot of people that can't ever do that higher thinking to even see the program. There's a program being carried out. Everyone's just playing the program. They're living the program. And because they don't have the time or the ability or the, the thought capacity, because they're constantly in fight or flight mode to examine what's going on, they just carry out that program. And uh, money has a lot to do with it. The system mm -hmm. and the economy and the Federal Reserve and the central banks and the taxation is all set up to just have people in a constant rat race. But if you can tap out of that, then you can create a life for yourself where you have the opportunity and the ability to do things that truly uh, fulfill you. And that's possible for everybody the first thing is just to believe that it's possible and then start working yeah. towards it that is beautifully said bro in fact um you kind of almost answered so i, I since about a um october last year i started asking near the end of the shows i started asking the guests uh, a question for my solutions talk segment so my, the idea is to get your answer to this question and then I'm going to start cutting them out and posting them separately. So I'd like to you kind of already you're both of you guys are so solutions focused and I knew this is going to be uh, the, the dominant theme of the of the show. But I would like to get it um, once again out of you for posterity. So I'll start with Ryan um, for my solutions talk segment, Ryan. What are you doing that others can do also to increase their freedom, self-reliance, autonomy, and or resilience to the challenges that we face this decade and beyond? So <clears throat> the biggest thing that I think, and John as well, um, well I don't want to speak for him, but I, he talks a lot about it, is mindset. So <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, when I left my last job, 
I was broke as shit. And then I came to LFA and I had to prove myself. So, you know, I wasn't making a crazy amount of money. I was just getting my hourly uh, 40 hours a week and, you know, trying to recover from all the money that I had lost uh, over that month. And it was just really, really hard. And I switched myself from a mindset of why is this happening to me to what can I do about this? So then that actually put me in a mindset where I started doing my sales training and I started applying my sales training. And I started talking to some of these 70 year old women on the phone that are super health conscious and they just kind of want to blab about what they know. And so we just nerd out about health stuff on the phone and then they end up like, Hey, so what are you selling? Cause I'm buying. And then, you know, <laughs> you, you just, uh, you, you really just step into your true self, your empowered self, and you start taking that as far as it can go. And you know, really uh, pushing people to to step into their frame. There's a lot, a lot of people that I talk to, and I know that, like in the conspiracy community, especially because I've been, you know, following and been been in this nexus for like the last five years. 2018 is when I started listening to conspiracy shows and whatnot. Is that like there's this whole sales thing where people don't like sales in in the conspiracy space, and like I used to be like that too. But there's a lot of people that I that told me that they did not want to come to the Exit and Build Land Summit because it was too much money or this and that. Um, and then I ended up convincing them, you know, using like sales tactics and stuff that I had learned. And there's this whole like, oh, is sales dark arts kind of thing, black magic. And it, that's a whole nother topic that you can get into because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're trying to convince someone to choose your will over theirs. But through this convincing of telling people to come to the Exit and Build Land Summit. They had a phenomenal time, life-changing experience, met so many great people, had this amazing networking experience. Um, there have been people that we've had that have networked with speakers and then been hired by speakers to do projects at their properties that they you know, have experience in and a lot of knowledge, you know, they're masters in this particular area. And it just so happens that Ken Berry needs someone to help him with his hogs. And then Pharaoh, Charles from Pharaoh knows all about that stuff. And so he can, he can work with Ken Berry and do that stuff. I mean, how crazy is that? It's such a good networking opportunity. And so I, I know that so many people have had life-changing experiences at our events and from our courses and learned so much that, it gives me that ability to like sometimes push them over the edge like hey no you should do this you need to do this and then they they end up being grateful in the end so i say that's the biggest thing that i'm doing at this moment to create more freedom is giving people that kick in the ass like no man you should do this but by the way we have a 30 day refund policy so if you don't like it you can refund in 30 days <laughs> um nice. so that, that's like the biggest that. thing that i'm doing is just giving people a kick in the ass to actually go and do it I appreciate that, man. And also giving people that uh, uh, a sort of option to get the refund, it shows that you value, you know you're going to provide value way over whatever that price tag was. You know, a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, doesn't matter in Absolutely. the long term scheme of things. <clears throat> Thanks, thank you for that, brother. And um, John, what are you doing that others can do also to increase their freedom, self-reliance, autonomy, and or resilience to the challenges that we face this decade and beyond, brother? 
Uh, great question, and it's something that everybody should be focused on and thinking about often. Uh, one exercise I encourage people to do, and I, I've done myself, is to be aware that the the predator class they have a strategy of making life difficult for you as a means of compelling, coercing, and socially engineering someone into doing something they normally wouldn't have done. And so this has been a strategy that governments and bullies have used throughout history, uh, but they very much revealed their hand with COVID, right? You got to take this shot. If you don't take this shot, you can't go out to dinner with your family. You can't visit your ailing parent or grandparent. They're going to have to die alone, basically. You can't go to the kids' sports games, right? And then a lot of people just gave in willy-nilly because they believe anything they see on TV. But there was a whole other group of people, a very large group of people that were like, yeah, I'm still not sure about this. They are not down the rabbit hole like we are seeing it for what it was. But they're like, uh, I don't trust this. It hasn't been tested. It's being rushed. My gut says no. So then they're like, okay, well, if you don't take the shot, then you're not going to be able to earn a living any longer, right? And then a lot of people buckled at that point. Mm. I think ultimately what the biggest, the biggest means of, of convincing people was the social pressure. Families pushing one another, uh, alienation. You can't bring, you can't come over to my place for Thanksgiving dinner unless you've taken the shot. So we know what their strategy is, what their tactic is. It's to make life challenging for you so you can do things that they want you to do that you normally wouldn't have done. So knowing this, we can then identify areas of our life where we're vulnerable to that tactic. It's all about control. The more dependent you are on certain systems, institutions, the more easily you are controllable, the more they can control you. So for example, if you get all of your food from the grocery store, then it's easier to get you to eat mRNA vaccinated beef, for example. If um, you just listen to what your doctor says, no matter what, and just find their word to be truth, then it's easier to get you to do something you don't want to do. If you have one source of income and that source of income is social security here in the States or some sort of retirement account or a corporate job, then they're going to easily be able to twist your arm as compared to having uh, multiple different sources of income or being an entrepreneur. So I would encourage people to take a self-assessment, identify areas in your life where you are vulnerable to control because you're overly dependent on centralized and coercive institutions, and then slowly but surely start working yourself towards greater independence. Perhaps there's areas where people are already very independent, then I would encourage you to go help others to become more independent in those areas. This is the essence of the exit and build strategy that we talk about. Exit those systems, institutions, exit those areas where you're dependent on centralized and coercive institutions and build the alternatives. That's something that we can do in our individual lives. And the more of us that do it and coalesce with other people doing it, we can help to lift one another up and greatly increase the chance that hopefully one day these systems have grown to a point where they're able to help us to live a good life, trade amongst ourselves, and fulfill our wants and needs without having to be dependent on uh, the people that are trying to control us. Bro, that I'm going to have to like cut that out 
and then put it on my phone and just play it in my head 24 7 for a few <laughs> days you know just really like M- mk ultra style <laughs> i'll do the social engineering <laughs> yeah yeah because we this is the the deprogramming and reprogramming with a better program i love that just yeah, so man. so eloquently said it 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 is so clear you've been thinking about these concepts and topics for a very long time and it just exudes out of you thanks yeah guys thank you so much for your time today this was definitely one of the highlights of my year so far interviewing y'all all right amazing amazing work that you do before you go please plug all the places that folks can connect with you on the internet and the web and whatnot yeah, so we got a lot of stuff going up. Ryan shared about the Health Summit. He's taking lead on organizing that. It's going to be a really big deal. We've got some really great names uh, that are going to be involved. We'd love for you to be involved uh, and take part in it. So we'll put you on the spot here and invite you here live on the wow. show. Um, uh, that's going to be taking place November 1st through the 5th. Before that, in mid-September, we're doing a Bitcoin workshop aimed at beginners and folks that struggle with technology. It's called Bitcoin Basics for Boomers and Beginners. So we always have a lot of stuff going on. The best Love. way to stay in touch with us is to join the free daily email newsletter. We're constantly sharing stories, getting vulnerable, giving tips and strategies, and you'll be able to stay in touch with us as far as what we have going on at what time. So people can sign up for that at livefree.academy slash email, livefree.academy slash email. I would also encourage people to check out Exit and Build Property Solutions if what I shared earlier sounds like something that you'd either like to be a resident in or maybe invest in and get a little ROI on your investment, then um, we'll definitely be sharing more and more details as, as those emerge and possibly do an investment dinner in October where we can uh, share some more details of what that ROI will look like with potential investors. So exit and build property solutions.com is the link for that. Awesome. I'm going to have those uh, in the show description. Guys, thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Christian.